Holy guacamole. Hey, I still can't see you. Um, oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, good. Now I see you. Great. Well, um, I know Nets Nation had a troubled sleep last night, but now that they know that you can see me, uh, they'll be sleeping a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. That's what this oh, podcast is yeah. for. Sleep health. It's a wellness podcast in addition to being a Nets podcast. Yeah, self-care is so important, Nets Nation. Uh, speaking of self-care, what have you been doing on Self-Care Sunday? I got up, I took a shower, yes indeed. <laughs> then I... With all the fixins? With all the fixins. <laughs> no, I didn't, no, I didn't wash my hair, that's right. I washed all of them, actually. <laughs> And um, I lotion myself up. That's at post shower. I, I did. That's right. You lotion yourself up. You do. I did floss. I did two mouthwashes. And oh, I got my Vaseline on my hands, feet, part of my neck. And. Um, and then, and then I, uh, I <laughs> sorry, I found myself, uh, my mind was wandering there. Keep going. Uh, Where's that Vaseline going? What? Where's that Vaseline going to go? Vaseline goes on my hands. Okay. My feet. Part of my neck. Depending on how dry I'm how feeling. How soon after you put Vaseline on your feet do your socks go on? Oh, not for a while. Okay. I don't put socks on for ages. Do you find it a little slippery after applying the Vaseline? To I the don't foot? put them on the bottom of my feet. I put them on the top. Okay. Um. Thank you for the question. Sure. Uh, then. I... <laughs> now may I resume my self care <laughs> Sunday? <laughs> then I made, uh, heated up some leftover Chinese food from what Hillary got on Friday. Um, and then, um, then I did some news in, then Kim came over. That was nice. Oh, cool. Cool. And then, uh, wow, you've had a very you... busy, productive day. Yeah. What about you, Betty? Um, I woke up. I wouldn't say I felt great today, Simon. No, I, f I felt low and I felt the, the true dread, like the, the, yes. the, the hung hangover dread. Yeah. This, the Sunday scaries. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I had a bit of the Sunday scaries. Folks, we went to the, we're going to be real with you, we went to the Boston game last night. <laughs> and I'm sure someone was able to get through it sober. We were not those people. <laughs> yeah, there are probably some Mormons or... Sure. Or, but even they were getting their sugar fix. I'm yeah, sure. they, they were. were Mainlining soda or something. Absolutely. 16 bucks a pop, who wouldn't? <laughs> um yeah no so let's see what have we done we went on a, we went i'll try to get the level of granularity that yeah, you've got <laughs> yeah it's tough to do but... um i had for breakfast i had <laughs> the my second morning glory of the weekend because you know i'm getting two morning glories i do know that yeah, yeah. and yeah. i've got i've even got a little um I call it my muffin box, Simon, that I keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wait, what is your muffin box? It's just a piece of Tupperware that f- that the muffin fits in really well. <laughs> and I got really mad because we stored some leftover uh, bolognese sauce in it in the freezer. Uh-huh. And so I didn't have my muffin box one week. <laughs> but it's back. It's back. <laughs> my muffin box is back. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Um, then at some point we had a sandwich. We each had a sandwich. Um, okay. And I have some some field roast salami. Ooh, yeah. fake salami. Fake salami, baby. Cool. Um, and we walked to the park with Eliana. Oh, very nice. Yeah, strollered up, and uh, and here we are. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think we're all caught up on that front. Nice. Yeah. Going to make some more. Speaking of bolognese, going to make some bolognese later that I'm going to put into a baked ziti. Ooh, it's Sunday ziti. It's Sunday ziti. Um, and if, you know, that, that to me is a comfort food. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Simon, I think we're, we're both in need of some comfort. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've neglected to tell you, listeners, this... This might interest you, unlike literally every other thing either of us has said prior to this. <laughs> but when I woke up and was feeling the aforementioned dread, um, I took to Twitter to just vent. And I was I was responding to every everyone on Nets Twitter this morning. And this is as maybe Nets time? I need to as maybe Nets time, okay. yeah. Um, uh, I just I just had to had to get it off my chest but I think as a result of that it was cathartic uh-huh. um, and and though I am very low right now on a number of levels um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to whatever extent I can today to be um, to not give in wholly to despair in this podcast. <laughs> Amazing, amazing! The best part of the Celtics roster is that they know no longer includes Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, Matt Brooks quoted Kevin Durant saying, um, "They just got more size than us," uh, and so that was my response to that. Was the best part of their roster is they don't have Kyrie Irving. Um, I responded to Stephen Brooks bondy as well yeah it's he's taking uh, pot shots at hipsters here yeah i know that's the that's the only group i've ever been able to identify with <laughs> uh also this guy doug nori do you follow him no he's a good fo- good nets follow he's funny <laughs> uh pretty cynical <laughs> oh that is a great line <laughs> Yeah. How many of those teams? No team has has come back down three zero in an NBA series. But how many of those teams had Ben Simmons about to play fifteen <laughs> minutes game four? <laughs> Boom! That is very funny. And yeah, he's so got many- another one. Celtics homer. John Corrales thought Boston would win the series in five. The jokes on him. 
Oh, here's a good one from 17 hours ago. Starting a GoFundMe for the Blake Griffin statue outside Barclays. <laughs> Folk hero Blake Griffin. There's a lot. If you wanna, if you wanna go down a rabbit hole, type in latest tweets on uh, Blake Griffin because a lot of Nets Nation seems to think that was the the reason we didn't win this series. Because he he should have been getting more minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even get that many minutes in last game. <laughs> like he got his triumphant return was eight minutes. I know. Also, do you forget how he played the rest of the entire season? <laughs> right. It's not. It's not like all of us. <laughs> I mean, he he began the season as a starter. There's a reason right. he's not playing now. Yeah, you have a better case, I think, of. Uh for like LaMarcus Aldridge, right? If you wanted to be like, look, this guy was like an important contributor and now all of a sudden he's out, right? Um, and I'm not arguing for more LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, but that's like somebody who was a meaningful contributor. Right. No, I know. Team. Absolutely. A, a strong case could be made that he had a role to play. Um, I was dismissive of it, but... Um... Something could have, something else could have, couldn't, could have had at worst the exact same result. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're at rock bottom, right? Right. Yeah, any alternative couldn't be worse. Um, but again, that's the despair we're not going to give into. Anyway, this is a podcast, a weekly podcast, Simon, about Doug Norrie. Right. Who just um, followed me after I followed him? So shout out to Doug Norrie. I wonder if he follows um, maybe Nets time. Uh, I I wasn't even following him. He's just all over my my Twitter. But how many of those teams had been since fifteen minutes? He's a good follow. Folks. Turn off this podcast and just read some Doug Norrie. I don't know what okay. you're doing. That guy gets humor. Yeah, that guy is actually funny. Um, <laughs> all right, Simon, you want to welcome people back? Folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Bluer, with my co-host, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the guy I'm about to introduce. His name is Simon McCormack. Next Nation. I think William forgot my name. <laughs> Playing for time here. <laughs> um, we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk, of course, all things Nets Nation. And Simon, as we've suggested, this is a nation very much in need of a leader to put us back together again. Yes. We are we are at each other's throats. There is not a name on the roster you could mention without extremely strong opinions one way or the other as to whether they are either A, a Blake Griffin-style savior, or B, a Kevin Durant-style um, villain. Right, right. Absolutely. And let's not even talk coaches yet because <laughs> my God, if I Steve Nash isn't already fired, um, 
he's he's about to be by by Nets Twitter. Yeah, exactly. There's like the what I don't know what the equivalent is, but like the story uh, Jason Siegel always tells about how he knew Freaks and Geeks was going to be canceled because they like the craft services started off really like nice and fancy, and by at the end of the season, it was just like uh like craft cheese right and like bread yeah yeah uh whatever they're doing like steve nash is like could i get a smoothie um i think we're all out actually yeah no smoothies this week steve uh, we have a uh we have a pillory box if you would like that <laughs> <laughs> uh is the heat on in my office it's very cold yeah, that's because we replaced your chair with an iceberg, Steve. <laughs> um, yeah. So where we're, where we're at? Where uh, the season the 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 series is technically not over, but it's over. No team, even one with Ben Simmons maybe <laughs> coming back for fifteen minutes, has come back. <laughs> From a 3-0 deficit. We had game one, which is the infamous uh, middle finger game. Kyrie Kyrie goes off. Nets blow the game at the last second by giving up a layup. But hope remained high. Yeah, yeah. If we put we put it was a, it was a, an incredible game, an exciting game, one where both teams looked like championship contenders legitimately uh then we get to game two that's the game where uh i think for the first time in my life i asked the question does kevin durant suck at basketball (laughs) um it's definitely no but my god he he has looked terrible in this series um we blew a 17 point lead in heartbreaking but very netsian fashion uh not great um, but still you could walk away from it saying, you know, we had every chance in the world to win both game one and game two. The series doesn't start until the, uh, uh, one of the teams wins on the other team's, um, home court. So the season hadn't started, Simon. What's and going on there? Can you, can you hear me? Sorry. I was getting like a message. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Um, I, I just see you looking. Yeah, sorry, I was getting a message. Um, and then last night happened, and yeah. about forty-two Nets fans piled into Barclays alongside <laughs> seventeen thousand fifty-eight um, Celtics fans, <laughs> and some of us were in incredible seats. Where if you wanted to have any sense of what was going on, you had to look at the Jumbotron because you could not see, I'd say, 90% of the court. Yeah, I mean, and that those were the good the good seats. Seth and I were all but, like, kicked out of the because we were told to, like, go to our seats. There were people in our seats. It was unclear to me what my seat was because the labeling on the chairs is nothing. So Seth and I just, like, went out like watched like this the i don't know the second part of the second quarter from like watching a tv outside of the main arena like in still in barclay center but like by like one of the like bars yeah no 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 that was a good feeling and and one one nice thing about those about watching the game from there is that 
you can hear from the crowd's reaction what happens before you actually see it on the on the screen. So that's an interesting way to watch. Right, except you're you would probably be confused because you're like, "Wow, there there's a bunch of cheering. That must mean the net scored." When in fact what that meant was that Jason Tatum was dunking on our heads. <laughs> it was at best a mixed crowd. It was. It was. Um, an on-brand, uh, on-brand Nets, uh, Barclays crowd, mm-hmm. um, mixed at best. Uh, and they, of course, lost. And with that, the season is essentially over. Yeah, all but over. It's all but over. Um, so, in the what I've dubbed the Kyrie experience. <laughs> Let's ju- just to just to uh, rehash what's happened. We had um, his first year in which he tried to not only shut down the bubble for the Nets, his team, but for all NBA teams. Uh, the Nets persevere with a uh, sp- uh, what would you say? Maybe spunky, a spunky young team of Karis Levert and Jared Allen. We go out there. We I think we win one game. Mm. In the first round? No, I, I think we came close in one game. Okay. So similar <laughs> yeah. to so similar to this year then. We came close in one game. Yeah. Um but ultimately we didn't make it out of the first round. Last year they come back, we trade every piece of this team that anyone could have ever loved in order to bring in James Harden. Oh, by the way, at some point in this, Kenny Atkinson's fired, the beloved coach. (laughs) (laughs) He's fired somewhere in there. DeAndre Jordan's around and Kenny Atkinson isn't. That's happening in the background. Um, Then next last year, we trade everyone uh, for for James Harden, who uh, I don't know if you're aware of this Nets Nation. He's no longer with the team. Um, In his place is one of the leading fashionistas, in the NBA, but not a not what anyone would conventionally call a basketball player. No. Um, and we are going to likely be swept in the first round against a good Celtics team, but um, certainly a team that if you have uh, the alleged greatest player in the NBA, you would at least like to... Um, take a game or two off in a series a seven game series um simon where where are you at right now let's start with kd where are you at with our man kd so i am not as low on kd as as you i think i think uh, i was lower last night i'm, I'm more measured today I'm you're more, more measured, measured. Yeah. um <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to keep the profanity I spewed at you uh, last night uh, to a minimum. Then, but yes. only only if you're willing to tone down your. <laughs> I'm uh, know that I'm more measured, mostly out of fear of exactly <laughs> what you're saying right now, Simon. I in in the Sunday scaries that I'm currently experiencing, I don't think I could I could survive the tongue lashing that you're giving. <laughs> <laughs> that you gave me last night. Folks, 
you can't let the Nets tear apart over Jim. No, just decades of friendship out the window out over the, window. the mere suggestion that you should expect How did more. We get six picks for Durant, you piece of shit. If it's not okay. six picks, I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> I was so ready to never talk to you. Okay, anyway, um, with great reason. Okay, yes. But we'll that that that'll come in one of our off season pods where right. we discuss what what honking trade package we can get for KD. Folks, I dare one of you to write in to maybe next time at Gmail and suggest we couldn't get six first round picks for KD. Here's a quick here's a quick tip: don't use your primary or personal email. <laughs> No. You need to send that from a burner account. Right. You just it's know... going to be deluged. <laughs> right. You have to completely purge any personal information that might come across in that. <laughs> Use a VPN for sure. Right. Um... <laughs> so, so, right. Online harassment was made. <laughs> that, that legal definition was made to describe... Yeah. But I'm about to bring on Simon you. is going to dox the hell out of you. Six and an enticing young prospect. Okay, anyway, KD, look, I I really truly believe, even if he sucks again in game four, that Kevin Durant has not, he has not, like, begun a precipitous decline. He may be, I mean, 34, which is what he'll be next year, is even for the the greats often when you see some decline so i'm not going to say that he's like gonna be the best ever but i i i you know forever but i do feel like that guy is a hell of a cornerstone for a team still i real i do do truly believe that um and i do too i think there's there's nothing to suggest you can't win a championship with kevin durant yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, great. Well, so um, <laughs> again, whether you're saying that, uh, Simon, <laughs> I am gripping the armrest on my chair <laughs> I, in total I, fear. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he said is uh, also how I, I feel, live, folks. <laughs> I'm not like you with your burner emails. Um, no, I I think that like so so I. You know, it is it is fair to say I've never. I mean, no one has ever seen KD string together three lackluster performances like he's had in this series. That is concerning to be sure, but I am just willing to give the benefit of the doubt to Kevin Durant based on his body of work and based on what we've seen, just even like this season, let alone what we saw last postseason. That there's still a lot of juice in the tank. Um, for that guy and that maybe things like um, playing with team cancer Kyrie Irving not playing with team cancer Kyrie Irving who was out for two-thirds of the season um, coming up against a Celtics team that um, is very good at defending him etc etc that those things have more to do with it than than a like existential sort of crisis for for KD but um, yeah yeah, no, I think um, uh, what he said. <laughs> no, I mean, my, I think uh, there's a lot also of of um, LeBron versus KD sort of chatter on Twitter today. And I do think that it's not a great look 
that you're a superstar on KD's level, one of many people are saying top 10 of all time type guy, and to just get swept in a series, not a great look. But I think there is a lot more at play. I think, of course, in my my, uh, barrage of tweets this morning, um, definitely reflect this. I think the problem is not KD. The problem is KD's best friend. And... (laughs) I don't want to have to just be on a podcast trying to break up a BFF thing. I mean, I have seen firsthand what the breakup of a BFF thing looks like last night when I suggested KD wasn't um, worth six picks in the six first round <laughs> picks. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, obviously game one, Kyrie transcendent. Game two, I think the most notable thing Kyrie did was take a banana break pretty early on. Um, And uh, looking over the... I mean, I don't remember him doing much at all last night, and and his numbers reflect that. He had 16 points on an inefficient 6 of 17 from the field. He was 0 for 7 from 3. From 3, yeah. Um, And he took, like, several of those, like classic early in the shot clock like uh stop and pop threes where like i have seen those be great and they're great momentum shifters but when they don't hit they really hurt because it it just i mean it looks like when it goes in it looks like a guy who's just a master of his craft who can take a shot from anywhere and when they don't it looks like a selfish dick who's just like trotting up the court and immediately jacking up a shot right uh, and it's totally dispiriting for the team. It's like, why am I even bothering to <laughs> run up here if this yeah. is what's going to happen? Um, so last week I said I couldn't foresee a way that they wouldn't extend and keep Kyrie unless he got injured. But if this team gets swept in the first round, do you think there's an edict sent down from Josiah saying no more Kyrie you can't do it Sean I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the pen away the contract cannot be signed I I I I do believe that's a realistic possibility um as we were kind of discussing last night like I think that to me it's an unusual, I suspect a very unusual situation for Josiah to be in where he feels he has to like kowtow to one of his um, employees as a billionaire uh, tech magnate. Um, y- you know, I-, I imagine that that does not happen <laughs> very frequently. No. Um, so for him to do that and then get and and pay you know an enormous I mean again not to him but you know it I I think I think the like amount that he pays on the payroll is only significant or is mostly significant in that like I don't, I think billionaires like to think of themselves as like good investors good business people savvy people who spend money to make money or at least spend money to like get results mm-hmm. and so in that way I don't think it's like Joe Sy's like mortgaging his home. Um, to pay for the Nets uh, payroll, but I do think it's like just a pride thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, they, I think I think 
I think he was largely driving the Kyrie can't play. Yeah, I, I'm sure you're right. Um, and so I think there's probably a little bit of residual, um, I don't know, anger over that. And then this, it's just, you know, <laughs> if this is what you're paying a, the super luxury tax, you know, I don't, I think we're like the third most expensive team, something like that. Um, for a first round sweep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now it, that brings us back to the ominous words of um, preeminent horrible ex-GM Bobby Marks. Um, <laughs> assistant, the, GM. assistant GM. Assistant Bobby Marks. GM. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he wasn't reading the winds quite like you uh, in the in the in the Wild West, Simon. <laughs> He's in the hospital with me. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't too good at playing possum either. <laughs> um. Anyway, his his suggestion that basically if Kyrie goes, KD is going with him. Yeah. Uh, you... Do you do you think that this series maybe how badly it's gone? Do you think it could perhaps? open uh kd's eyes to the fact that maybe he shouldn't be hitching his his wagon to the Kyrie express so i think that i think there's more of a chance than ever that that's the case i still think dollars to donuts william i think we probably are going to re-sign Kyrie. i i just i mean just because of inertia but um but and, and like, you know, sunk cost fallacy feeling like, you know, we've done all this like shit. What are we going to do if we, can, you know, but I, I don't know. But but what I will say is I've never been less confident that was going to happen than now. Right. Um, I, and I think like there, there was somebody talking about <clears throat> I didn't see this in person because as William mentioned, I, I didn't have a great view of the game but right. even though i was at it it um, made it made us long for the days when we'd get the cheap tickets in the upper deck and exactly. had a partially obstructed view because exactly. if partially obstructed means that some part is not obstructed right. exactly. this was fully obstructed view right this yes um <laughs> i think i think i had a better view when i went to woodstock 99 <laughs> um the the um I was getting sludge poured on me. No, um, I, I, uh, I, I, there was, so they were talking about a play in which Kevin Durant, like, zipped a pass that was supposed to go to Kyrie, didn't connect, was one of his five turnovers. Um, and Durant, like, punched the air in frustration and then, like, Kyrie, and, like, ran back and Ky- Kyrie, um, was kind of like lollygagging and, and Durant like yelled at him to like get moving, like pick, pick up the pace. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Where did so, you see that on the TV? Um, no, no, oh, that I was pointed out. To, that happen. was pointed, was pointed out. out. Okay. Exactly. This was some, somebody tweeted about it. Interesting. Okay. A little rift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see how spectacular failure might strain a, a relationship. <laughs> And, you know, I don't think it's just like a, a cure-all. I know it's much more comp. You don't want to lose a, a guy like Kyrie for nothing, right? Right. Um, and, and, 
I'm I'm sympathetic to that. I don't think just like eliminating him and replacing him with nothing is a, a positive necessarily. I mean, no, I do think it is a positive actually, <laughs> but it would be wonderful to get something in return for him. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I mean, although thinking about that, Zach Lowe did say he's positive that at least a few teams would convince themselves Kyrie was worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Now that was before before this series, but yeah. I mean, that first game was a memorable. I mean, is a reminder of how good he can be. A- absolutely. Yeah. Um. So we've got KD, we've got Kyrie. Uh, that 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 could fray. We'll see. Um, Ben Simmons may be coming back tonight, so we'll get a little taste of what he's going to offer next season. Um, who else on this team in this playoffs do you think is for sure coming back next year? Um, Kevin Durant and, um, Joe Harris, mm-hmm. I think. I, I don't think they're going to trade Joe Harris just because, I mean, both because I think John Marks likes Joe Harris, but also because I think his trade value has probably never been lower because he hasn't played since like November or October or something. Right. Um, Since two foot surgeries ago. Exactly. Since, since our, our foot specialists really screwed the pooch. Um, I bet Seth Curry is back. He still has one more year on a very good contract. Right. Um, and I think it would be tough to get like fair value for him, even if they wanted to trade him. Uh, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown. I don't know. I, I, he's been incredible. Yeah, he has. And and maybe that creates a market for him. Definitely the bright spot of the nets. This playoffs. Yes. Yes. Uh, our leading scorer last night, which, you know, but need you say more about why we lost. Right. Right. Um, that is that is a defensive game plan worked to perfection. Yeah. Um. Let Bruce Brown beat us. Um. D- Drummond's probably gone. Patty yeah. Mills probably not coming back. I can't imagine. <laughs> like, would rather play in Siberia next year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um. Obviously, Blake Griffin and Lamarcus will take their. I mean, if any team will take them, they'll go elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Blake. I, I bet Lamarcus will find another. Tragic? Do you think we could? Uh, I mean, he likes Steve Nash, but I don't know that Steve Nash, as we talked about, is going to be here next year. So probably not. Um, if I had to guess, and I don't think he loved the the championship um run we just went on. No. Um, Claxton probably gone. Probably gone. I mean, if we don't sign Kyrie, that that probably frees up a little more um, space in the Joe Joe side. But you could Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Bruce Brown. That's a formidable starting five. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, so you know, there's 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 a silver lining to all this. 
Do sure. you think that we're going to see um, Ben Simmons in Game 4? No. Do you no. think that we're going to win Game 4? No. I, I mean, I think people... Like, if you don't muster enough... Like, the team had no, like, urgency last game. Mm-hmm. And that was a game that you could win and not be on the end of a historic need for like a need for a historic um comeback right so i don't see game four being a big i mean this this team has already quit so if this team has quit uh some of that has to go back on the coach do you think steve nash is out yeah i definitely do i would be completely shocked if he's back next year who do you think we're getting I, uh, let's already let's start speculating on who the next coach is going to be. Are okay. you hoping Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I would love to see Tom Thibodeau coaching Kyrie Irving. There's no... <laughs> there are not enough minutes in the regulation to the to play Kevin Durant. The number of minutes that Tom Thibodeau yes, to play. it'd be like the season that Wilt Chamberlain averaged more than forty eight minutes a game <laughs> because they played several <laughs> overtime games. <laughs> uh, no, incredible. I mean, Thibodeau so might, who's yeah. your who who of who of the of the coaches out there? Oh, maybe um. Who's the jazz coach? He's oh, Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Would you be into a Quinn Snyder? I don't know anything about Quinn Snyder. He's got so. a good. He's got a look you'd like. Yeah, let me take a look at him. Yeah, yeah he kind of looks like a Patrick Bateman type, American oh, Psycho type. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that but, is one look that I. <laughs> no, but like a known <laughs> sociopathic killer is my jam. Guilty as charged. Oh, folks, I've done it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're stupid. <laughs> Sports idiot. <laughs> um. Okay. He <laughs> he looks like a raggedy. There are some. I mean, a lot of these are game time photos, but there's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he has the the slickness that um that uh, Christian Bale's character had. I'm going to send this photo to you. Yes, send so it So you away. have some idea of what I'm looking at here. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, you know, Quinn Snyder, that's a name. He's, you know, I mean. Do you think Steve Nash is going to rue not being able to head coach this team next year? <laughs> <laughs> there is no greater, like when, when Steve Nash looks back and is like, you know, I was hesitant to leave my life of basically like living in Venice beach. Right. Uh, trotting over to, you know, ca- catching the bullet train to San Francisco every, you know, four months. Right. Um, and collecting a pretty big paycheck plus all the money I have, etc. Um, and you know, I'm sure he was hesitant, you know, less time with the kids, less time with the family. And a whole lot of stress and sleepless nights, but it'll be worth it to chase a championship. He got every bit of that. Oh yeah. Except he's he's aged four hundred years. Yes. This is going to be maybe the one time in, in history when the press release co- and the, it says like the two parties have mutually agreed to part. Yeah. Uh, this is a, truly going to be a mutual decision. Yeah. Exactly. 
Right, because he's not gonna. Right, it's it's he is like the opposite of a Tom Thibodeau like b ball coach lifer. Yeah, no. like Tom Thibodeau cannot survive without coaching basketball. He it, needs it in his in his blood. Right, absolutely. That is not the case here. So we're gonna get a new guy. Um, I'm hoping maybe Jack Vaughn gets the. Who? Oh, Jacques Vaughn. Jacques sure. Vaughn. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm, I've always thought Adam Harrington was going to be appointed the head coach because he's friends with KD. Right, right. Um, of our assistants, who would you most want to see in the in the head job? I guess Jacques Vaughn. What about Jared Ott? <laughs> I don't know much about Jared Ott. Or David Vanterpool, the guy right? who did the uh, the most heroic thing an assistant coach has ever done, which was interfere <laughs> with an actual live play during the game. <laughs> I'm a Vanterpool guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love Jacques Vaughn, but I think I'm a Vanterpool guy just because of that one move. Sure, sure. Yeah, could could be Vanterpool. Um. All right. So we'll we'll do sort of a. Uh, once this thing is is actually fully done, we'll do some some postseason awards. Look back a year, uh, do a more reflective podcast on highs right. and lows from what has been maybe the least enjoyable um, season of any franchise I have ever cared about at all. <laughs> uh, not maybe. I can't think of one that was worse. Like you know, it was just miserable from. Uh, <laughs> From start to finish. Yeah. Um, but this is, the, you know, the time of year where you get to really start imagining how good Ben Simmons and KD are going to look together. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And also imagining Ben Simmons definitely going to play next year. Definitely going to play. <laughs> All 82 games, folks. Oh, yeah. He's a grinder. He's a grinder. He, rise and grind was made for Ben Simmons. Right. He a lot of people hustle Simon. He hustles harder. Yeah, that's 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 the name of his game. That's the name of his game. Um, before we go though, you had a fun segment for us, Simon. Oh yeah. It said, as for fun, maybe comparing the different games of the series to Adam Sandler movies. Great suggestion. Thank you. Uh, game one, a heartbreaker. In Boston, Kyrie Irving gets fined. What? Where'd you go with this one? What Sandler film is it like? So for me, this was Punch Drunk Love because that movie is like, to me, that movie is is defined mostly as like a, a movie where you're just constantly nervous mm-hmm. and on edge uh, and worried about what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, now it ends. Spoiler alert! It ends happily enough. So that's that's uh, where the comparison breaks down. But but to me, that game was just so so like uh, like you kind of just knew doom was was on the horizon. Um, Yeah, I don't think enough was like enough has been said about how heartbreaking that loss must have been and how like the psychological impact that could have had. I yes. think everyone was just like, well, K- KD and Kyrie are, are experienced, they're vets, they'll get over it, you know. Right. And I think that uh that didn't necessarily happen. I'd say for me game 1 Simon to take it in a slightly different direction though. This is similar cuz he has 
pretty bad anger issues in Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Um, mine, though, is going to be more explicitly about anger. It's anger management. <laughs> the Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Adam Sandler film that we all know and love. Um, Kyrie clearly venting quite a lot of anger at, at fans in that yes. one. Um, game two. We had a huge lead and we blew it. Yeah. What uh what Adam Sandler <laughs> I wonder if Adam Sandler is someone who's just like he's like when your grandparents would talk about Frank Sinatra or something. It's just like the name rings a bell, but I've certainly never seen or heard anything Frank Sinatra's done. Um like is Adam Sandler for twenty year olds just uh an oldie you know like something that they've heard of but never actually experienced right right they let us know if you're out there yeah do 20 year olds care about adam sandler right i mean it was never he was never a, a a guy for for the gals out there no 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 um but any any 20 something um boys or men um let us know Yes. Might want to send a burner account. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to rage at you. So uh, for me, this one was eight crazy nights. Um, because I believe that was the first Sandler movie that I saw. And I thought to myself, uh, is Adam Sandler funny? <laughs> um, because prior to that, I had, uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm not sure if this is the exact movie, but somewhere the wheels started to come off. Yeah. Where, like, he somewhere was. Somewhere just uh, after Little Nicky. <laughs> exactly. It might have been Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is heavily reliant on how funny you think it is that he, like, kind of talked like this. That movie I have never enjoyed, except <laughs> for except for the, the Hitler part. <laughs> you know what I'm um, talking about? Uh, where I, where Hitler's in hell, obviously, uh, and they're, <laughs> they're gonna they're about to stick a pineapple up up his ass uh, as like one of the things he has to endure in hell, and he looks at the pineapple and he goes, "Oh schnit." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a line that is honestly much better than anything in eight crazy nights i'm reasonably sure yeah definitely that eight crazy nights is not funny no so so similarly like kevin durant this was the first game where it was like uh oh is kevin durant in trouble here yeah so i had a similar thing i because i was like you know we humans love stories narratives so he has a bad game a historically bad game one the narrative dictates that the next game he's not going to have a bad game right he's going to go off for 40 points he's going to redeem himself etc etc but he has the same terrible terrible game six turnovers inefficient from the floor blah 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 so for me that's a lot like adam sandler's 50 first dates where he's dating a woman with uh, some sort of memento like amnesia (laughs) Yes, yes, but funny. But hilarious, yeah. That was during a a heavy him and Drew Barrymore thing. 
um, and, yeah, they, they like each other. Right. And the same thing just keeps happening day and, you know, day after day after day. Um, similar to KD kind of stinking it up game. I mean, not, you know, still being a leader, Simon, still being a hero, still being a six pick um, guy, <laughs> but maybe not playing up to up to his standards. I'll put sure, it that sure, way. Sure, okay. sure, sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Folks. Yeah, you better move. <laughs> Send on. help. Send help. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, final one. Last night, just an all-around stinker. This team came out. They should have been playing with, uh, like, the, their their lives were on the line, and they seemed too cool for school. No urgency, as you said, uh, and, it, and it sucked. Yes, it did. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah. So for me, last night's game was Uncut Gems, which I think that movie is is very good. But in the movie, this is a spoiler alert. So folks who who want to watch it should should fast forward a bit here. But um, but like there were several points, like when Blake Griffin made his triumphant return or whatever, and he was like shooting his you know shooting the lights out. We were getting some momentum going, and then every time the Celtics just completely answered and immediately took the wind out of the, the sails of the, of the nets. And so like the end of that movie, like he wins this Adam Sandler's character wins this incredibly improbable bet and a series of wacky things <laughs> happen. And then he just gets fucking blasted with a gun and killed. <laughs> so like, it was very similar to like, Oh, Blake Griffin, our say, ah, oh, shit. He missed his, oh, we're, 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 we're dead. Out. We know how this is going to end. <laughs> Uh, okay, I love that one. Mine for this, Simon, th- this is the game where my my fears and what I mentioned last time in the Logan Murdoch mm. article, that at this point, Ky- uh, KD realizes that chips don't equal happiness and is, mm-hmm. and is content to just play basketball with people he loves, and in this case, the person he loves, which is Kyrie Irving. Yes. Which to me takes me my takes me immediately to the um, 2007 film. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> this is this is in the genre of films where if you don't find the conceit that two straight men are perceived to be gay is hilarious then you won't find one joke in the entire film funny. But if you are of that in a time in the, in the 90s and maybe all the way up to 2007, there was a decently sized demographic who were all in on, on such a joke. Um, that's the movie. Obviously, that's the movie for you. It's better than Boat Trip, another movie with the exact same conceit. Um <laughs> But <laughs> it was all the rage. It, what if straight men had to pretend to be gay? Right. I think I was I I'm I wanna say at two thousand seven that I definitely didn't see it. Um and, yeah, I, and I, to this day I don't think I've actually seen it. But I saw the trailer enough to know one hundred percent of what the film was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh you <laughs> Um, and frankly, now I would watch, you know, ironically. Um, but I, I, 
that's my that's my game three analogy. It's just what we're watching, folks, is two friends play basketball. Results be damned. And if that's not a joke that you love, you're not going to like the product that they're putting out there. Yeah. Um, okay. And what do you think, hypothetically, game four is going to... This is like the denouement. Oh. Good question. What is the... Uh, what's the one that you started to watch and couldn't finish? Where he's like, uh, it's like them talking about like super agent Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler, I intolerable. Think it's intolerable. Yeah, what would be a good one for the end? Uh, hmm. I'm looking at his filmography here. Mm. It's extensive. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be something fairly contemporary, like you did. Where it's just like I can't believe he's still doing this. Who is a, like who is producing? Okay, Hubie Halloween, oh, Hubie yeah. Halloween, like this the perfect made for Netflix film, right? Like it's gonna come out in October. One hundred percent of the viewings of this film will occur in that month. No one in any other month in any other year for the history of time will ever watch this <laughs> stupid movie. It's obviously a gimmick. It's obviously a money grab. They know it's like a simple formula. Like eighteen people like Halloween and thirty-two like Adam Sandler. Therefore, we will make fifty on this. Right. Um. Right. There was zero thought or care that went into the creation of this monstrosity um and it's best to just be ignored i know simon and i have plans monday night and they do not include watching the nets game um just like your plans for the rest of your life even in october should include not watching hubie halloween <laughs> i think it may have been i think it may have like uh vanished like uh, what, what is the instagram stories or whatever that like vanish after a certain period of time. I suspect that's what Hubie Halloween did. It was like built to self-destruct after October 31st, 2020 or 2021 or whenever that came out. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you can even access it. Um, it's, it's remarkable that, that uh, the man is able to, uh, keep this thing going. It's clear that he just does it so he can go to, you know, exotic locales with his friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that's what Kyrie and KD are doing. They're just like, do you want to be in the NBA? Not really, but it's kind of cool to visit 29 other cities, you know. <laughs> well, not for just Kyrie. He'll right. do like 12. <laughs> yeah. Not cool enough for one of the two of them to participate in it. But. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, Simon, thank you for working through this with me. I think all of Nets Nation is trying to process their grief right now. Yeah. And um, we're here for you, Nets Nation. We are here for you. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, get your thoughts on this series and and the season overall. If there's someone out there who's just like you know, this was fun. They, I liked this. I'd love to hear why. Like, what I'm sure, you know, surely this is for someone. Like, surely someone liked the Nets this year. Um, and I'd just like to, to hear that perspective. 
Uh, it's, yeah. It's not one that I I I can't even like imaginatively enter a space where where this was an enjoyable experience for someone. Yeah, I I, I think the closest you're gonna find is someone who is like I was talking to James last night. I don't know if you you talked about this with him as well, but but he is like totally optimistic about next year despite the disaster of this year. Right. Uh, so like you, Oh, you, I'm talking myself into the Ben Simmons thing already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I think that's truly like somebody with a very short you know, who can just like block out the immediate thing that has just happened and, and just kinda like focus on the future. Right. Okay, so turn, stop, stop looking back, stop dwelling in the past, folks. The future is bright in Brooklyn. Uh, next year's going to be the year that we get past the second round. Yeah. Which no, no Brooklyn Nets team has ever done. No. Uh, the elusive conference finals. <laughs> um, and hopefully we get a better seed than seventh next year. That's the dream. <laughs> Uh, well, Simon, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great catching up um, and hearing about all the particulars of your day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pleasure is all mine. And as I said to our listeners, please do send help. I said some things I can't take back last <laughs> night. And Simon <laughs> has a long memory, folks. So <laughs> He is not one to forgive or to forget <laughs> uh, anyway thank you all for listening uh, always a pleasure and we'll go ahead and see ya that's uh, done I was tired of my lady we'd been together too long like a worn out recording of a favorite song so while she lay sleeping I read the paper in bed and in the personal columns there was this letter I read if you like pina colada